This episode of the Power of I podcast is brought to you by Fourth Day Studios, the bridge between an idea and reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Power Vibe podcast. This is episode number 16. My name is David Hall. I am joined today by a very special guest and a friend of mine, Joey Garrison. Joey, how are you doing, man? Thanks so much for being here. I'm, I'm doing well, David. I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, I know it's been a challenge getting me on here. It seems like I've been busier <laughs> than ever, but uh, I do appreciate uh, the time to be on here. No man, well, thank you so much. Like you said, it's been uh, it's been uh, fun trying to get you, trying to <laughs> figure out like when we can do this. But I've been really keen to get you on because I know this is going to be a great conversation. You're a very busy man. You know, the, the summertime in the HVAC business. As I mean, I don't know. I've never worked in it, but I know <laughs> enough people now, and I've right. spoken to enough people who have worked in it to know that the summertime in the South is like it's all hands on deck right with the, with the HVAC business so you've been absolutely slammed you got the vid last week so we we had to delay that for a bit <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> uh, right but, but you're feeling you're feeling better now right at least for the most part yeah no uh it's it was interesting um so my wife had it uh back in 2020 mm-hmm. and i mean it was like a 2 3 4 week process where she was just down right and and i never got it to that point and then my wife got it again this time and i got it from her or at least that's what i'll say um (laughs) and you know i I, when i first started coming down with it i was like oh no like we're in the middle of summer Uh uh-huh i'm I'm gonna be down for three four weeks Mm -hmm. um but i guess as time has progressed the the virus itself has diminished pretty greatly so i was down for about a day and a half yeah um and you know, I'm all good now, except for a cough that wants to pop up every once in a while. And is your wife feeling okay now too? She is. She is. So she actually got it, and our uh, our 11 month old daughter got it. Which oh man, in, in theory was the scariest part. But she didn't she's a trooper. Seem, she didn't seem affected by it at all. She's it, like, I don't even know what the whole fuss is about. That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Like, I you, if I can deal with it, you guys can deal with it too. That's right. All right, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are feeling better. That's awesome. Appreciate you're back. That. You're back in the office now as well. Back then? in the office. Yep, back right. in the office. Train doesn't stop, man. That's right. That's well, right. hey, so go. Okay, sorry, I was going to say it. It even you know you mentioned earlier about summer and how busy it is. It's crazy. Like I, I've I've been here, gosh, you know, a few years now, and it seems like no matter if it's summer or not, there's always some kind of craziness going on around well, here. You know, that can't be a bad thing necessarily, right? Right. You know, right. it's Absolutely. better than being completely bored out of your mind with nothing to do because that's, that's never a great sign been there before right well so well so joey we do know each other at least somewhat we both go to the same church we both go to midway church uh in in our local area um so that's how i know you through that i think i believe i met you for first time at a lock-in yes Um, that is where we were with the uh i guess it's the the students at at our church where we basically were locked inside the church with them for about 15 hours that was uh my first time ever doing that so that was a challenge for sure but <laughs> I, I met you and your wife there for the first time it was get, great getting to know you but Absolutely. um after i connected with you on linkedin i found out that uh what your 
you know, your full-time profession is, right. which you are, correct me if I'm wrong, a general manager at Assured Comfort Heating and Air in Douglasville, Georgia. Yep. So it's Assured Comfort Heating, Air and Plumbing. Oh, so we sorry. Do, we do have that My plumbing mistake. aspect, but uh, HVAC is definitely our, our biggest um, department, I guess, is the way I'd put it. Yeah, for sure. Well, then with that being said, Joey, why don't you tell me and a little bit of everybody else who's listening who's listening out here today, a little bit about yourself, you know, your upbringing, sure. where you came from, how you got into this industry and, and like sort of how you got to where you are today with your position. Yeah, sure. So it's uh it's actually it's it's quite different from from most in the industry. Um so I went to school uh, you mentioned earlier about our area. Uh, I went to school at the University of West Georgia, which is in Carrollton, Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, went there for a business degree. Um, hey, there we go. <laughs> go West, go Wolves. <laughs> uh, but I went there for a business degree, and uh, it was it was cool. Um, didn't really love school, but I loved the people there. Um, as you know, I kind of I planted my roots there. That's where my home is. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that and uh, went into sales for, or I went to a company in Carrollton called Greenway. Not sure if you're familiar with them. They're healthcare software. So they're a health healthcare software company, uh, which is completely different than obviously the HVAC world that I'm in. A little now, bit, but uh, I did that for a little while. Um, they ended up uh, selling to a company and they relocated a lot of people. I had the chance to transfer. At that point in my life, it wasn't an option that I seemed suitable. So ended up getting laid off that job. I went and I took a sales position at uh, another company in town. Uh, it's called Osier Apparel. They do decorated apparel for corporations, businesses, schools, you name it. Um, and that's that's what I did for a little while. Uh, and then while I was doing that, I convinced myself that I wanted to be a teacher. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to school. And I went to Georgia State. Uh, and I was like, I, I really want to get a history degree. That's actually, that was my passion when I got to West Georgia, but I didn't think it could take me anywhere. So I went and got a history degree and I was going to get a teaching certificate. And that's what I was going to do. I was going to finish my time at that company, get my schooling, be done, move on and, and so on. Well, I had a, had a few life events um, that happened and kind of put me in a situation where I needed to find a job that had some benefits because I didn't have benefits in that sales position. Uh, I was strictly commission and I was at a point in life that I need something stable, something that I knew I had a guaranteed revenue each week and had benefits. And uh, just searching through, you know, the various job websites, I came across Assured Comfort and I applied for the payroll administrator position. And that's what I got hired to do. And that was in August of 2019. So what did that involve? Uh, basically, I, so I, I came into a little bit of a mess. It wasn't the fault of anyone that was at the company. Company grew from 2017 to 2019 pretty quickly. And, uh, it grew quicker than I think that the infrastructure was ready to handle right. uh, here. And so essentially they hired me, they created a position, um, and they hired me basically to come in and clean it up. I was the college guy that had a business degree that could figure it out. And that's kind of where I was. And so I came in and, and the first thing obviously was get people paid on time, the right amount, so on and so forth. But additionally, I was doing auditing and cleaning up a lot of stuff from the past that needed to be cleaned up legally. Um, Mm. 
So came in and I did that. And, and truthfully, the plan was I'm going to take this job for about a year, get back stable in life. And then my plan was to move from this area to Texas, uh, where I lived as a child. Oh, wow. And, um, I was dead set on it. I was like, you know what, this is, this is where I'm at in life. I need a reset. This will get me on my feet and then I'll move. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, come uh, February of the next year, uh, I meet my wife. Hey, Uh, that'll, that'll shake things up. That's right. That's right. So, (laughs) So at the time when I met Megan, my wife, um, you know, obviously that started changing things where I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to leave here. Maybe I'll stay mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was perfectly content just doing payroll. Um, I was happy. It was pretty low stress. It gave me the opportunity to work on things and um, had a little bit more free time than I was used to. And I was enjoying it. And as far as I was concerned, that's what I was going to do. Um and then obviously, you know, COVID is, is ramping up around this time. And so I'm, I'm really just sitting there thinking, okay, well, I'm thankful I have a job in an industry that's absolutely needed. Um, they've got to have someone like me as far as making sure people are paid and everything's done right. So I, I was content. Well, the owner of our company at that time uh, in April, I want to say, approached me about, um, well, I shouldn't say he approached me. He he texted me and told me to meet him at a golf course, hey. um, which I hadn't golfed at that time in about three years. And I, I was terrible then, still terrible, but I go and I You're not any worse than me. I'll tell you that for a fact. <laughs> I can't even do top golf. I can't even hit it off a freaking thing. So if you ever want to look good, take me with I, you. I'm going to keep that I'll, in mind. And then you're just always going to at least look better than someone. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> um so meet him at the golf course, we're playing golf and he's basically just like, Hey, like I need an operations manager. Um, you seem to be really good with processes. You seem to be really good with implementing change that works. You seem to be really good with, um, you know, creating solutions to problems. And I'm standing there on, on the golf course. I've got blisters on my hands cause I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm just like, okay, you know, that, Sure. That sounds great. We're in the middle of COVID. Let's do it. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, the past year of my life was past year and a half of my life was kind of crazy and why not be even crazier and try to jump into something I had no idea about. So in May, uh, is it in May or June? I officially got named the operations manager, which as someone that had no field experience, uh, in HVAC or plumbing mm. was scary. Uh, and then the other scary part of it was I came into this company and at the time the HVAC manager install and service, the plumbing manager and the sales manager all had already been at Assured. Um, they all were 15 years older than me, 10 to 15 years older, mm-hmm. if not older than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm like, okay, well, I'm in a really uncomfortable spot where I don't know any of this stuff from from the field side. And then also I'm in this uncomfortable position where I'm a guy that came in to do payroll young guy out of college. And now all of a sudden I'm your boss. Right. Um, so very uncomfortable. Um, but I did that for, let's see if you know, assured comfort, you know, that there's some ups and downs changes that happen rapidly, at least historically, I'll, I'll say that my title changed at one point, but I really was just operations manager up until uh, February of this, pa- or no, March of this past year. 
Um, in in January, we were purchased by a company that's based in Maitland, Florida. Uh, it's called Southern Home Services. And we were purchased by them January 24th. And then in the middle of March, I became the GM here. I was promoted from operations manager to GM. So I have been uh, coming up uh, maybe at the end of this week. It will be three years here at Assured. Uh, so I went all the way from the payroll um, clerk or, or whatever you want to call that position to the general manager of company that is owned by Southern Home Services. And we do X amount of million dollars in revenue each year. Uh, so the little old payroll guy that was coming to get a, enough money to move to Texas is sitting in front of you now. You freaking skyrocketed through that company, Joey. Yeah. You're going to be owning the place in about six months. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you know, at, at this point, I didn't think that I would ever want to be in that venture, but uh-huh. maybe one day, you know, a little bit of ownership in something wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, man. Well, you got to do something because you've already set the bar so high. You got to keep it going because otherwise yeah. you're going to be like, what am I doing? Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, it's funny. Megan and I have talked about that before. It's just like, okay, I've, I've gotten to this point, you know, pretty quickly. What's, uh, what's next? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I, I say that with a smile on my face, but really it's kind of a, a challenge for me is, is I love getting to somewhere. I love fixing things. I love um, solving problems. I love creating, you know, a winning culture. I love all those things. Um, but what's next? Like, I'm always looking like, what's the next thing that's going to be here? What's the mm, next thing? Mm, and mm. I don't miss, I don't necessarily mean that like as like a promotion or a change in place, but what's the new, you know, obstacle that's in front of me that we can For fix. Sure. And it was really easy to do that when I was just moving up the chain, moving up the ladder. Problems were always in front of me, but now that I've, you know, been in that seat, problems are a little harder to find. They're always there. Um, and by this point, the problems usually are not as fun as the first initial, you know, low hanging fruit. Right. Right. Across. Well, that, that's really interesting, Joey. Like, you know, it, it's certainly a testament to your character as well as, you know, your ability in what you do that you've, you've risen so high so quickly and you're recognized by, you know, people high up within your company to, to, to give you that position of trust. Um, so that's really cool. And, you know, that's why I was so excited to have you on here today. <laughs> Um, one thing I did want to ask you about that kind of struck me during what you were talking about was mm-hmm. the uh, the challenge you faced when you first took on that operations role and now later yeah. into this GM role, where, like you said, you you never had any experience within this industry in the field. You know, you right. were never out there. Um, you know, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way whatsoever. Um, you were never kind of getting your hands dirty, so to speak, in right. terms of really putting in the, the the HVAC units, the doing the plumbing, doing all that kind of stuff. And then you came in, like you said, kid out of college, into this payroll position, go straight into the operations manager where now you're these people's boss. Right. And how did you deal with that? With the, with the, um, cause I imagine there was pr- uh, probably some pressure there, not only from yourself, but from your fellow, empl- uh, you know, fellow colleagues of like, Hey, this guy's got to prove to me that he's going to do a great job. Right. Um, how did you, how did you deal with that? Uh, you know, it, admittedly at first it, it, uh, it was overwhelming. Um, you know, early on, I, early on, I can remember our first ever manager's meeting, um, our owner was in there. Our owner acted as the GM at that time. Um, we had our 
all of our managers uh, in this room, it was HVAC service, it was our install manager, plumbing manager, CSR manager, sales manager, um, our CPA, our accounting manager. We got all these people in this room. We're doing an exercise and I'm talking to them at the end of it. This is kind of like my moment of, okay, you know, Joey is the the leader here. And uh, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something that was not professional um, and somewhat demeaning to some people, depending on how they took what I said. Um, what I said was intended as a joke, but it came across to at least one person as uh, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that happens and, and our owner at the time pulls me aside and he's like, Hey, like, that's not good. So on and so forth. So I'm going home and I'm thinking, maybe this isn't what I should have done. Maybe I should have just stayed in my lane and payroll. Um, so, you know, right off the bat, you know, I was already feeling some pressure because I was, again, the young guy, no experience. Mm-hmm. But then for that to happen immediately, um, <laughs> and me after the very first meeting, I have to turn around and apologize to everyone one-on-one. That's humbling. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Um, and so for that first month, month and a half, um, it was challenging, but I took it as an opportunity to, to tell these people, Hey, I don't know anything about this. You're the expert. I want to learn from you, learn what you do, learn, um, you know, the celebrations that you have. I want to learn about the struggles that you have. And me, I'm just a, a process oriented procedure oriented person that I seem to have this gift to be able to figure out what a problem is and, and how to tackle it. And so I basically just opened up to them and I was like, just throw it all at me. Um, if, if this doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, but I want to be here to, to serve you guys and to serve your needs and what you need to get to that next step. And about two months in, two or three months in, um, after I started getting some routine and some building some relationships, I mean, it, it struck, it struck me, uh, kind of out of nowhere. It, it sounds, uh, very cliche, but in reality, I mean, this is, it's a people business, just like mm-hmm. when I was in sales, it was a people business. Mm-hmm. When I've worked at Greenway, it was a people business. My job at Piglo Wiggly for my first job is a people business. So, <laughs> um, once I realized, you know what, Joe, you don't have to be the no- most technical person. You don't have to know all these things. That's why you have these managers in place. Uh, it, it everything slowed down for me. And I realized, you know what, if I, if I care about the person, if I love the person, if I pour into the person, if I listen to the person, which was one of the biggest things, um, everything will work out. And very quickly after I came to that realization and started practicing that, uh, it all got very easy from that point, you know, because then I realized, you know what, these are just people. I'm working with people. They have the same struggles that I have. Uh, they have the same things going on at home that I do. Um, and we're all, you know, collectively doing the same thing. We just have different things that we're really good at and I'm going to lean into what they're good at and I'm going to allow myself to do what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, it was really challenging, especially those first couple months. It was really, uh, dicey at the very beginning. Uh, like I said, that meeting, but then once I had that realization that everything's about people, uh, it made it very easy from that point. All right. That's great. Cause I think there's, I think there's almost certainly some people out there who are listening to this, who might be in a similar situation to you, you know, where they're feeling slightly overwhelmed in a new position yeah. or something. But what you're saying is, is that's natural. You got to ride that, but also learn to utilize the people around you. Right. You know? 
Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I, if I sat here, David, and I tried to tell you everything about an HVAC system that I could <laughs> or everything about plumbing that I could, you know, I, I, I never would have got to the seat that I'm in now right. because I would have been so stressed about the things that didn't have any impact on the business. Uh-huh. The, the managers were there because they were the expert in that right. realm. It wasn't my job to come in and tell them, well, we got to do this on an install because that's going to make it better. My job was to figure out how can we capitalize our people? How can we capitalize their situations to better them, to better their departments, to better the company? And that's really the, the root of it all is, you know, focusing on them and focusing on their employees and what they do well. Um, you know, benefits the company, benefits them, benefits our customers. Me figuring out how to do an HVAC install doesn't do a whole lot for anybody because someone's going to have to go clean up that mess anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, Assured Comfort. Yes. You guys, I see your vans everywhere. You're, <laughs> you're doing a lot of work in, in this area. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, there are multiple um, sort of like locations for Assured Comfort, right? So there, there were... Um, since we were purchased, we have consolidated to, well, right before purchase and after we consolidated one location that's much larger than a lot of those. Uh, we had a lot of small, like micro locations. We have one in Marietta, one in Winston, um, one in the Atlanta area, one in Mableton and then Douglasville. Well, we, the land that we have in Douglasville was big enough to kind of crunch everything down into one spot because one thing that our our previous owner recognized was by having people in different spots, we were having a really big problem with communication, mm-hmm. having a really big problem with team building and being cohesive and making sure that this person had this person's back and this person had this person's back. It became a, well, we're going to do this and you're going to do that. And it almost became a, an unhealthy competition. So when he recognized that, yeah, when he recognized that we, we renovated out the space that we're in now, um, to bring all the office people to one spot. And then in doing that, we ended up uh, selling off some of those other locations. So do you find um, that you, have you had to adapt then uh, in terms of your own style, maybe even the way that you work within the company as a whole uh, to, you know, to having all these people kind of come into this now one cohesive space? Have you had to adapt in terms of, you know, making sure that it didn't feel like, six separate teams in one building or, you know, have you kind of lent into that? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Cause it's like you read kind of the situation we were in originally. So when everyone got here, um, nothing changed. Mm-hmm. We just wore all the same address. Right. Uh, and so it took, um, it took moving some people around. Uh, it took putting people in positions that they were next to someone that maybe they weren't next to previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took, uh, you know, adding a person here, adding a person there in difference. So we have two sides to the building. So to kind of give you perspective, we have an office in the front. We have a big middle section of the building that's for training and meetings. And that's my office is in, in that space. And then we have a warehouse that also has an office in it. So when the locations are split up, that front part was at one location. This office in the back was at another. So they're still separated. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely had to adapt and then figure out, okay, we got everyone here. Now that we got everyone here, now we really got to get to the root of the problem. The problem wasn't that we were in different locations. The problem was 
we were choosing not to communicate effectively. So mm. started having meetings together, uh, started having collaboration together. Um, like I said, we mixed up some of the seating arrangements, um, just to like going back have... to high school. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And so by doing that, um, and, and also we had some inevitable changes in staffing, um, it did nothing but bring us closer together. So now that everyone's right. here knows that we're one team, we're working in one accord. We want this person to be successful because if they're successful, I have a better chance of being successful and so on and so forth. So the moving of everyone didn't solve the problem, but uh, it helped us start engaging what the actual problem was when we got everyone under one roof. That's really interesting. So, you know, the, 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 the fact that you kind of ha had this, this moment where you all moved into the same place, uh, like you said, it didn't necessarily fix that problem, but it highlighted something else that was actually the root cause and it yeah. enabled you to fix that instead Absolutely. Um, by adapting. That's really That's interesting. Right. That's really interesting. Well, kind of speaking to that then, Joe, in terms of, you know, you being a leader, um, being the general manager at this, at this, you know, bigger HVAC company, uh, where you're taking on board all, you know, all of these different, um, kind of branches, so to speak, coming into one place, uh, with regards to your leadership style, because, you know, I, I would class you as a leader. I'm sure you class yourself as one as well. Um, have you had to do a lot of learning in your role in terms of leadership? Is that something that comes oh, naturally man. to you? Or is it something that you really like? Has it been, has that been a big challenge for you? And if so, kind of how have you shaped your leadership style to, um, to your position? Sure. Um, so I, <clears throat> originally my, my answer was going to be, it's taken a lot of learning. Um, and truthfully, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning every single day, mm. um, you know, whether it be on the fly learning or whether it be some, you know, self help that I'm looking at. Um, but I, I, I do consider myself pretty fortunate that a lot of it's pretty natural to me. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it's from my upbringing or if I don't, I don't know if it's who I surrounded myself with and, pivotal moments in life. But, um, you know, my, my natural instinct on everything is that no matter what, I'm going to, I'm going to love you. I'm going to cherish what you do. I'm going to appreciate what you do. And, um, I think my style probably reflects that and it becomes easy for me because it's pretty natural. Like if, if I tell someone that I appreciate what they do, like it's, it's genuine. I'm not saying that just to say it um the the components of leadership that i've had to to learn that i've had to teach myself are some of like the um when there's difficult conversations um you know like if if we have an employee that's not meeting performance that's mm -hmm. a, that is mm -hmm. a very difficult piece of leadership that i struggle with like or discipline I, aspects right so i i have struggled with that so i'm constantly looking you know this leader, John Maxwell, for instance, what has he done in the past with employees that are not meeting performance or, um, you know, people like that, that, that have had experience in the industry, Sam Walton, Sam Walton's a, a big one for me. Um, you know, how did he deal with employees in this situation? So the, the natural appreciating and loving and encouraging and building up culture is something that I really excel at from a leadership standpoint. What I don't do well is 
you know, enforcing when someone's below standard, below what our expectations are and, and moving the needle without loving them too much. Like, I, th- I think there's a point where <clears throat> I can be a little too soft is probably what people would, would say from a leadership standpoint. So I've had to learn how to harden up, you know, this side of Joey uh, to be a more effective leader and to be more efficient uh, for the people that work for us. And you've done that through looking to other people as examples for the most part, you would say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our former owner, uh, his name's Jerry Hall. He's, uh, he's, I would say he's probably pretty well known in this area. Um, is he the gentleman on the billboards? He is. He okay. is. Um, <laughs> those, uh, those actually probably will disappear pretty soon. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, that's a, that's a, that's a fun point around here, but he, um, you know, he, he built two businesses, two HVAC businesses, and he was able to sell both of them. Um, but, you know, I, I look a lot. There's some things that Jerry and I did not agree on, and mm-hmm. he would tell you the same thing. Um, but I think that we were better for that because I was able to see some of the stuff that he did to become super successful. I mean, right. someone someone doesn't build two businesses to the point that other people want to come buy them. Uh, without doing something right. And Jerry did it Yeah, that it doesn't happen by accident, huh? Yeah, and he did it twice. And uh, his first one he sold to a company called Service Experts, who's one of the biggest uh, home services companies in the country. Um, and then, obviously, he sold this one to Southern Home Services, which, again, is one of the bigger companies in the country. And that doesn't happen by mistake. I mm. mean, Jerry, Jerry was very smart business-wise, Jerry understood what it took to get a business off the ground and he understood what it took to give someone tough love. And so by him and I being the yin and the yang, uh, he got to learn some from me about loving people and appreciating people and valuing what they do. And I got to take the part of, you know, this is some tough love that someone needs. Someone needs to be told this is what you're going to do. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was a really big piece of me starting to, become more well-rounded from a leadership standpoint. That's awesome. One thing I'd love to uh, love to ask you about is uh, it kind of goes to this uh, leadership thing about the the tough love, all of that kind of fun stuff, um, is you had mentioned right before we started that you have experience in refereeing yes. in American football, right? Correct. That is correct. Now, I have a very limited experience with American football. You might sure. be able to tell that by my accent. <laughs> um, but I do have an experience with referees and all that kind of stuff, you know, sure. from from soccer, which is my sport. That's the thing I love. The real football. <laughs> we, hey, well, we won't go there because otherwise we'll, <laughs> we'll, have an, we'll have an argument. We don't want that. Um, but I feel like there is some sort of connection that can be drawn here in the sense that when you are a referee, you have to have command of that field. Yes. Command of not only your fellow referees on the, on the, on the field that you're working with, but of the players as well. Correct. Now, how does that translate? Because, because now I don't know, I've never seen you referee, Sure. but I imagine there has to be some sort of point at which you're like enough, you know, I'm in charge. This is what it is. These are the rules. You either play by them or you don't. <laughs> Has, so, that, has that helped you at all in your day-to-day life? Yeah, it's uh, it, 
man, you're, you're good with these segues because they all, <laughs> uh, they make sense. Um, especially from my seat where I'm knowing where I'm about to go with this. Right. So when, when Jerry took me out to that golf course that day, um, there was a large portion of time we were talking about officiating. So on the football field, if you've ever watched on TV, you know, there's the guy that they put the camera on that has the white right. hat on. He's the one that gives the signals. So that's me. I, I do that on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, and so I, I'm the, I'm the head of the crew. I am, I am the man. It is for lack of a better phrase, it's my field. Uh, I'm in yeah. charge. Amen. So on and so forth. And, <laughs> uh, so Jerry was like, really like pouring in on that. Like, Hey Joey, like you're a referee, like you do this, you could do the same thing from the operations position. It's mm. the same thing. And anytime that he would see me starting to struggle with an aspect of management or leadership, he would look at me and say, Joey, go get your whistle. And, uh, it became a joke, but in reality, I like, I love it. Yeah. In reality, it was Jerry saying like, Joey, you've been in this situation before, you know, just, just change your mind frame. You're on that field, take over, do what mm -hmm. you gotta do. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it absolutely carries over. Uh, and when I was in college, this is where my officiating started. Um, I started in intramural, so it was fraternity teams playing against each other, sorority teams, clubs playing against each other. And uh, I was pretty fortunate that my supervisor at the time, our graduate assistant, was also kind of a mentor for me and also a friend. Um, but he was really big on like everything that we do out here, everything that we touch uh, are considered transferable skills. The way that we act out on this field, the way we conduct ourselves on this field is something that we can conduct to, or that we can um, emulate in our professional life. And that didn't become more obvious. That didn't become super obvious until I got in that operations position where I'm thinking, okay, the stuff that I do out on this field, the actions that I take, the leadership that I take out here, the things that I do, I can relate all of that back to what I'm doing here. Because again, it circles back to I'm dealing with people on this side and I'm dealing with people on this side. Nothing has changed. It's just the uniforms are different and the skills are a little different. Yeah. I mean, you mean you tell to tell me that you don't wear your black and white stripes to, to work every day? I, uh, not every day, <laughs> but I have a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a hat and everything that you get? You just like, this is my, I'm putting the referee hat on now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something Jerry would tell me to do all the time. Um, I never took him up on it, but I should have just shown up to a meeting one day wearing that. Um, yeah, don't tell anybody. Just do it right. next time. That's right? right. And then just make sure you send me pictures. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, that's super interesting. And um, another thing that I wanted to touch on in regards to your leadership sure. is something that I've noticed is um, from being uh, on LinkedIn, no, being connected with you on LinkedIn. I see sure. you're very active on there. Yes. Um, and from what you've said just during our conversation here, I can see that translated onto the social media aspect of things. You're very positive. You're very um, celebratory of uh, not only your own company, but other people and their right. success as well. Your fellow colleagues, if, you're, if you've had a great quarter, you're, you're vocal about that, not shy about, you know, boasting that for lack of a better right. term. Um, and you know, you more with well within your rights to do that. I think it's well worth celebrating success, particularly nowadays. Right. Um, is that something that's that you've intentionally kind of worked into your, uh, your leadership or sure. is it something that you just kind of enjoy? Um, so it's, it's definitely something I enjoy just kind of off the bat. Um, you know, growing up, 
played baseball um, and then in college dabbled in some flag football and some basketball and softball and all that. And there was always the competitive side of me uh, that wanted to win, but, and I I don't know that this is super common, but I, I always really loved the juncture of, I have a teammate. My teammate is freaking awesome. He is a superstar. She is a superstar. And I love just being able to be around that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think back to this guy that I played intramural basketball with. Uh, his name's Cole. And he is a very unassuming guy. Um, stands maybe six feet tall. Doesn't look like, you know, he'd be a superstar in the basketball court. But anytime we played the eyes of anybody that was in there watching, they were watching Cole. And as someone who wasn't great at basketball, um, you know, I relished in the fact that Cole is my teammate. He is phenomenal. I get to enjoy watching this. I wish everyone could see this. And so that's kind of just naturally how I was. It, it, it wasn't necessarily that I, I mean, I wanted to be the best, don't get me wrong, but I also enjoyed the fact that I was on the team with someone that everyone was considering the best. And to me, I get a lot of satisfaction out of the employees that we have. I consider some of the best um, on LinkedIn. If those have seen best is a standard is a quote that I freely throw out there. Um, and that's because every single day I get to live the fact that I think the employees that we have here are some of the best that are around think that we have some of the best employees from an industry standpoint. I think we have some of the best employees from the people standpoint. And I get unbelievably excited when those people that I think are great and that I think are the best actually do something that proves like they are the best. So for me, it's very easy celebrating people because they're the ones that do the work. They're the ones that put in long hours. They're the ones that are dealing with customers that are upset on the spot and they crush it. And I can think of nothing better than to celebrate good people and people that do things at a very high level instead of ignoring them and not, you know, bringing it to the forefront. Mm. I feel like as, as a society, we always want to go straight to the negative of, well, who's not doing well, who could be better uh, in this industry I found and, and, you know, and we've talked about it, this is the only place I've known for home services But since we've been bought, I've been able to kind of watch a little closer at what some other people do. And I just, I don't feel like we celebrate the people that are getting their hands dirty enough. I mean, these people make the country, people make the country move. They make the world move. Um, Can you imagine if we didn't have HVAC um, technicians in in the South? Yeah. It'd shut down. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And, and I don't want, I don't want there to be a day that goes by whether we're setting records or not for them not to understand that. What I think they do is invaluable. I don't think that anybody could just go out there and do this. I think this is a skilled trade that a lot of these people spend a lot of time doing, and they should see the reward for that, even if it's just a pat on the back. Amen. I'm glad to hear you say that, Joey. And to that point, I know you said about setting records and everything. Yep. Now, I have seen on your LinkedIn posts that y'all been setting records left, right, yeah. center recently. Yeah. What is the key to that? I mean, I don't. You don't have to give your secret sauce or anything. Yeah, but no. for anyone who's listening, who might be struggling, they might be on that edge of you know every quarter. They're like almost hitting it. What right. to you? If you had one thing, maybe two, three. If you have ten, share them all. But sure. 
especially one thing. If you had to say, this is the finger on the button, this is the key to that continued growth, which you seem to be sh- to be relishing in right, right now, what would that be? Um, <coughs> I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you three. The All first right. three that came hey. to my mind. Get um, our money's worth today. That's eh? right. So, <laughs> so the first thing, um, you've absolutely got to love the people that you work with. And, and I want to be careful that, that the terminology there that to at least me matters that I didn't say, love the people that work for you, love the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially in this industry, I've noticed that there's a, I don't want to say there's a complex, but there's a, I'm the GM and these people work for me. Right. Right. We work with these people without, without, you know, person one, two, and three. Um, and I'll, I'll give them some love on here in case they listen without Ellen, without Risa, without Charles, without Brandon, without Jason, Lane, Keith, Shane, all these people without them, Number one, I, I'm absolutely nothing. Number two, our company is nothing. And number three, we're not sitting here talking about records. We're just talking about a company in Douglasville that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does HVAC and plumbing. Right. Um, so you got to love the people that you work with. Um, you've got to make sure that anything that you ask of anyone, you're willing to do yourself. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds very cliche. That's a very common thing that people say, but you've really got to lean into that. Um, you know, I don't have any field experience, but I have no problem in a situation that needs it to go out there and lend a hand. Right. Even I've if, seen, even, I've seen examples of you going out with people. Yeah. Even if it's just me holding a flashlight or holding mm-hmm. a box for someone so they can do what they need to do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, nothing is beneath, you know, me, nothing's beneath any of my managers, um, any of our employees, whatever needs to be done to help someone I feel like is a, is, can be attributed to loving you know, them. So we want to love them. We want to serve them. That's kind of what I'm getting at with that second point is if you're going to ask something, do it. So for sure, you know, serve, serve them, love them, serve them. And then for me, the third thing is just celebrate them, you know, and mm-hmm. I, it, that comes very easy to me. It's definitely easy when things are going well. Um, but celebrate even when things are not going well, you know, cause not everything's going to be negative, but if we can pull out that one, you know, silver lining and say, Hey, Let's celebrate this. This is a good thing. Um, you know, we've we've seen a pretty dramatic turnaround over the past eighteen months, and it's it's just because everyone here loves each other. Everyone wants to serve each other. Everyone wants to celebrate with each other. And when you do those things, and you can do them all at once, um, things get really simplified. And at the end of the day, we all just want to be in the same position. That's great. Well, thank you for that, Joey. Um, last thing I'd love to ask you sure. is if anyone's listening to this and they're like, you know what? I really like the sound of this Joey guy. My HVAC needs repairing. My plumbing needs fixing. Maybe sure. I just want to chat with the dude. How yeah. can we find you? So uh, obviously I've got LinkedIn out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am pretty active on there. Uh, I love celebrating not just the victories here at Assure, but also... The- I've got my dispatcher just took his shirt off over here in the window. Um, Perfect timing. uh, Don't turn the camera. We don't need to see that. (laughs) Um, You know, love celebrating the the accomplishments we have here. Uh, You 
know, the employees I get the pleasure of working with every single day here. Um, but also other companies, you know, we're owned by, by a larger company. So we have a lot of, you know, at one point I would have called them competitors, but now they're allies and, uh, goodness gracious, uh, <laughs> you know, celebrating things that they do, uh, celebrating things that, that you guys do, you and Melissa, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of really cool things that you guys are doing, uh, celebrating those things. So LinkedIn, especially if you want some shout outs for some, you know, accomplishments that you're achieving. And, and you're just know. on there as Joey Garrison, right? Yep. That's right. Uh, and then, um, email is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of that's just because it sits there until I actually look at it. And I hate, <laughs> right. for, I ha I hate to have unread notifications, so I'm going to look at it. Oh, I'm with you on that, uh, man. My wife has <laughs> but, like like 1,700 unopened uh, emails on her phone, and I can't do it. I can't do it. No, there's no way. Um, <laughs> so my email address is just joeyg at assuredcomfort.com. Um, I I've, have access to it 24 hours a day got an 11-month-old daughter that still wakes up three times a night. And so if you send me an email at 3 o'clock in the morning, chances are I'll be awake to be able to. <laughs> oh, so, man. Um, but, yeah, that's that's definitely the easiest way to get in touch with me. And if anybody needs service, if there's something wrong at their house, uh, our phone number is 770-942-1938. All right. Perfect. You nailed it, man. Well, <laughs> Joey, thank you so much for talking with me today, man. I know that, like, the last two minutes have been incredibly distracting for you because you got god knows what god knows what's going on out there with yeah you. i'm sure they're uh, doing their best to to throw you off but they, they couldn't have timed it any better because we're about to wrap up anyway <laughs> so at least they didn't come in while we were talking about all serious stuff you know that's right that's right <laughs> but hey um one thing i'd love to just finally say is that if anyone is listening to this and they've made it this far thank you so much for being with us today please go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. We really appreciate that. We're trying to get this to as many people as we possibly can. It's not for ourselves. Of course, we love to you know, see people watching it and everything, but we really want to do this so we can help other people, not only in the HVAC industry, plumbing industry, service industry, but just businesses in general. We really like to have conversations with people where what the things we discuss can be applied to so many aspects of the business world. And I know that this conversation today, Joey, can certainly hit all of those marks. So subscribe to us on YouTube, leave us reviews on Spotify, free feeds, whatever, follow us on those. It's just the easiest way to get these podcasts to you every single week. We really, really appreciate it. Again, Joey, thank you so much for your time today. It's been my pleasure chatting with you. Um, and is there any final thoughts you'd like to share before we go? Uh, just number one, thank you for having me on here. Um, but number two, uh, you know, anybody that's, that's still out there, um, you know, it doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, the thing that we deal with on a constant basis, no matter what we're doing as people and, uh, just make sure that whatever people you're surrounded with, make sure you love them, make sure you serve them, make sure you care about them and celebrate them. And beyond that, everything else will take care of itself. Amen. What a place, what a way to end it. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. This has been the Power Vibe Podcast. We will see you next time, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.